Hello, I'm Gary Bauman. On today's show, I'll be discussing the new era of mobile payments for Chinese and global travelers with my guest, Dr. Cherry Huang of Alipay Plus. So let's get started. This is the Southeast Asia Travel Show. Hello, wherever you are in the world, and thanks for listening in. So, Chinese travelers are returning to Southeast Asia in greater numbers. The recent May Golden Week brought more passenger flights and more travelers from cities across China into our region. But how will developments in mobile payment technology over the last three years influence the way that Chinese and global travelers will pay for products and services in future? And how can merchants and travel providers prepare for this new era? So to answer this question and much more, I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Cherry Huang, General Manager of Alipay Plus Offline Merchant Services, who's based in Singapore. Dr. Cherry, thanks for coming on the Southeast Asia Travel Show today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Gary, for the invitation. It's absolutely a pleasure for us to be here to talk about Alipay and especially the global travel trends. Let's set the scene, Dr. Cherry. Can you tell us a little bit more about Alipay? I mean, I think many people will know that it is one of the largest payment platforms in China. Um, but how has it evolved beyond payment? Thank you for the question. Uh, Alipay has been established based on the e-commerce platform Taobao and Tmall to support e-commerce uh, trustworthy transactions in the very beginning. While the mobile payment become popular, Alipay also transferred itself from online payment actually to mobile payment. While we are continuing evolving ourselves, we realized there's more and more users would like to use this platform more than just a payment. Therefore, we actually now see ourselves more as a lifestyle platforms. Uh, today, we have a over 1 billion consumers using our platforms. And in terms of business, 80 million merchants in China. So Alipay is currently accepted worldwide in over 70 countries and regions outside of China as well. So for the consumers, they see us not just of payment, but they can use it on the daily life, such as food delivery, tax hailing, and also they see ourselves to offering a lot of financial services, such as by the global fund giant Fidelity International and a lot of insurance company. Of course, when they are looking for travel entertainment, such as uh, uh, ticketing bookings, hotel bookings, uh, movies, etc., so they could also find uh, offers from these platforms. So the merchants and brands are tapping on Alipay today to grow deeply engagement with consumers where these uh, platforms, uh, especially with the mini programs, they can set up their own digital stores and their destination page uh, for a certain travel destinations as well. That's a great start. So it's some fascinating numbers there. One you would, I picked up obviously is 1 billion consumers across your platforms. And you mentioned also, Dr. Cherry, that you know the origin of this was in e-commerce, which I think is something that you know, we, we probably have to, to remember that this started in e-commerce, but now we're talking about travel and tourism. So tell us about how mobile payment methods increase the convenience for Chinese tourists when they're overseas. And, and is that changing since international travel restarted in China earlier this year? I think it's uh, 
very common for a Chinese traveler to look at Alipay today. It's a before their trip, they look at Alipay to looking for the travel bookings, such as uh, they can find uh, Booking.com, Sea Trip, Fleegy, the mini program, so they can make bookings and make instant payment from their Alipay account. It's again like e-commerce from the very beginning where Alipay established. They can also looking for the hotel accommodations from branded hotel chains like Marriott, Hilton, Hyatt, HG. They all set up their mini programs with Alipay platforms. If you say I want to book a flights, uh, Air China, for example, has been selling their ticketing, uh, bookings, and other services on this platform uh, for a long period of time. Even you want to book a uh, uh, real, such as the South Korean's railway operators. Korea, they launched their mini program to enable bookings on Alipay since April this year as well. So again, instant booking where the mini programs on Alipay platform become very, very popular for travelers pre-trip. Another very important thing is that a lot of uh, travel companies, also the travel authorities like uh, the Tourism Authority of Thailand, they are building their mini programs to promote their destinations to the Chinese travelers through the Alipay platform. So the travelers, they can also decide which destination they would prefer. And uh, for the travelers, when a lot of Chinese travelers, when they go into other destinations, again, visas, they are a very important component that they are looking for. So on the Alipay platforms, visa, embassies through their agencies, they all start offering such a service on the online bookings already, rather than they have to queue up in front of the embassies. So it made it easy for the travelers to plan their trips as well. So that's pre-trip. So there are much more, of course. For during the trip, however, so the travelers today, they're looking at cost saving. So for using Alipay, they can see the transparent uh, foreign exchange rate. They can also find uh, a lot of offerings, vouchers, coupons from the merchants. Then they can find uh, the best that are suitable for them to purchasing and find the right product for themselves, especially post-COVID. The travelers do looking at more personalized and localized product. So that's what we call the travel like local. So they eat like local. They can find uh, not only the Michelin restaurant, tourism famous restaurant. Uh, today in Singapore, they can find uh, over 11,000 uh, hawker stores now accept Alipay. So made them easier to taste the real local food. So they shop like local for them to find uh, the product on the iShop Zhangyi, for instance. So before they go to Zhangyi Airport, they can already reserve the preferred product if they have Thai schedules uh, when they are going to the airport. And they can also find the street market, the night market, the weekend market, like Chatu Chatu in Bangkok uh, for those offerings as well. So not just when they are arriving there, they can find those informations online uh, during their trip before they arrive in that particular market. So other services we can offering during the trip is also uh, like a tax hailing. So in Singapore, in Japan, in Thailand, they can similarly, without going any other, download another app, 
they can find the mini apps, which they can already do in the text hailing, made it very convenient for the travelers. Very, very most important information is the secured pay. I think a lot of travelers, when they are going foreign country, one of their challenges is the small changes, uh, whether it's secure, whether it's uh, also the foreign exchange rate. So with Alipay, with the transparent foreign exchange rate and also the acceptance over 5 million merchants globally, so made it easy for the travelers without really have to take cash. Uh, probably they can experience the cashless travel when they are going overseas as well. So those are the key things that we can see from the pre-trip and during trip. One of the very uh, things I like, I've been in travel industry for the last 20 years before I joined Alipay. And I found one of the interesting part is even for the post-trip, Alipay is able to help the merchant connect with the travelers. For example, the Kim Power from Thailand, the famous duty-free uh, group. So they set up their online store. So for the travelers who has experienced a good product from Kim Power, when they go back to China, they can still order in their product through their online stores and deliver to their home in China. So it made it easy for the merchant to engage with the travelers. The second question you asked about the change for post-COVID. Well, what we can see is that the travelers do looking at cost saving. So it's very, very important to have the information from the merchants regarding their offerings uh, to educate the users and to teasing them to the store. That's the first part I can see. The second part is that they look at more experiences. So adventure tourism, calories and awareness tourism are become more popular. And uh, for the generation Z, those young uh, travelers, they look at uh, uh, really the local cultures. They enjoy more the road trips, et cetera. They, they're looking at uh, the musicals. Uh, so they love those, uh, what we call it, uh, uh, experiential travel experiences. Mm, so that's some of the trends that are emerging in Chinese travel. And we've seen over the past, four, what, five months since China reopened, we've seen a rebound, particularly in domestic and, and overseas travel as well. What, what are some of the trends that we've seen? And particularly, what are some of the spending patterns that you're, that you're noticing? I think it's good news for all of the merchants. The spending is definitely getting higher, actually. While people are worried about the global economy, what we can see that the travelers do want to tra travel and do want to spend more. So uh, give an example on the high non-duty-free, we see there are three times even higher of the numbers than what we see is before the COVID of spending on the Zhang Airport. So when I shared this data to the Zhang Airport, they were very, very surprised. And they were, of course, it was a pleasant surprise for them. Uh, however, what we can see that travelers really are more focused on value. So they, they do look at uh, established brand, they do look at uh, value, they look at uh, when they're traveling, they look at exchange rate, for instance. They also look at offerings from the different brands, and they look at the personalized. So perfume become very, very popular items post-COVID, which is a pleasant surprise. Uh, to use uh, one of the codes from Coty, uh, our partner, 
uh, owns many many different perfume brands. So they said uh, they finally welcomed the uh, uh, perfume era uh, post the COVID. People do look at uh, very tailor made, special, personalized perfume brands today. So these are the key things. Uh, pleasant surprise for us. Uh, another very very important thing we see that people spending more on the food. Uh, they love the localized food. They want to try different type of the food. This is also one of the key trends we see uh, from the travelers' behavior change post COVID. That's fascinating. Personalized perfumes and foods. What a great combination. So let's talk a little bit about Southeast Asia, Dr. Cherry. We've just had the May holiday. We saw. You know, some of the destinations were pretty popular in our region during the May holiday, and we've got the school holidays coming up. So, so what's the kind of outlook? Where, where's going to be the popular destinations? Do you think over the next couple of months? The May Labor uh, holidays is uh, in the past wasn't the most popular holidays. However, because it's the first major holidays after uh, China opens up from January, uh, because the Chinese New Year was so close to that date, so. A lot of people do not have their passport or visa ready, so the May first holiday would we call it the first major holidays uh, post COVID for the Chinese travelers. We definitely see a rising spending. We definitely see uh, those nearby destinations in Asia, of course, including Southeast Asia, Thailand, Singapore, Malaysia, among the most popular destinations within the Southeast Asia. And for the summer holiday, uh, it's coming soon. Uh, and uh, if I hear from friends, families, from uh, many um, many of the colleagues, they are getting ready. Uh, especially now, visa become easier, and uh, a lot of them already renewed their expired passport, uh, so they get ready. And for the destination wise, uh, definitely they are going a bit of more long haul destinations. But however. Southeast Asia with its beautiful beach uh, and the great food uh, would uh, be their preferred on their preferred list as well. So what we can see again, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand would be be again the most popular destinations. I think uh, uh, Bali uh, and also Vietnam, those destinations will become increasingly popular for the Chinese tourists once the flight resume better. Yeah, that's interesting. I was in Phuket last week and I noticed there were you know, quite a few flights from different cities across China, perhaps more than I was expecting. But what about beyond Southeast Asia in the rest of Asia Pacific? You know, what are the popular destinations we should be looking out for uh, for Chinese tourists? I think uh, uh, things that Japan re uh, relaxed its uh, COVID uh, uh, measurements. Again, Japan become quite popular in the last uh, few weeks, what we can see. Uh, again, Korea is another destination that become again increasingly popular for the Chinese tourists, which uh, they are one of the most popular destinations before COVID anyhow. Uh, I think uh, we believe that uh, even for uh, the long haul like Australia and New Zealand, uh, we see its rich cultures, rich uh, sceneries, will become popular for the Chinese tourists as well. Post-COVID, uh, the Chinese tourists become more adventurous. They not only go to the major destinations, uh, they also go to the off-beaten tracks as well. So I do encourage the small media merchants to work with us uh, because uh, uh, these are the trends we can see that uh, 
uh, people are looking for uh, some of the unusual places, not only going to the large uh, duty-free shops or, or the most popular brands in terms of F&B. They are looking at uh, more the localized, uh, more of the uh, beaten track. Yeah, that's interesting. So what about the rest of the world, Dr. Chair? I mean, we know that from 2018, 2019, a large majority of Chinese travelers did stay within the Asia-Pacific region, but that's not to say that they didn't travel far and wide, because they did, particularly to Europe and North America. You, you mentioned earlier that one of the issues at the moment is the recovery of air capacity. That's right. What, what's your outlook for the rest of the year for destinations beyond our region worldwide? The flights resuming are getting much better than we even expected, honestly, because in the very beginning, we were seeing that uh, uh, it will recover probably over about 30 35%. But now uh, with the statistic we got from some of the online uh, travel agents, we can see that the recovery probably expecting about 45 to 50% globally. Of course, with uh, Hong Kong, Macau are over these numbers, uh, approximately 70%. Southeast Asia is uh, a bit for more than 50%. Uh, for the rest of places, uh, even uh, Europe or Australia, New Zealand, they are looking at uh, about uh, uh, 50%, 40 to 50% as well. So the flight resuming are more than what we expected. But however, the, to fully recover to the 2019 number probably still take uh, 2024, even stretch to 2025 on the first half. That's how we see it. Yeah, that's fascinating to hear. So Dr. Cherry, we've talked about Chinese traveler trends. We've talked about the outlook for the rest of this year. We've also talked about the origin of Alipay as a payment mechanism. But we're now moving into a new era of travel payments. It's a very, very hot topic around the world. And we're now going to talk about Alipay Plus, which is something different. It's not just a, an e-payment format, is it? It's something very different. Um, tell us a little bit more about Alipay Plus, um, which not only serves Chinese travelers, but also travelers from around the world. Well, uh, I'm very proud that we introduced the Alipay Plus. However, uh, I do get a lot of questions, even from my friends, when I talk about the Alipay Plus. They were saying that I couldn't find the app stores for Alipay Plus. I said, oh my goodness, uh, I'm so sorry. We haven't communicated this well enough. First of all, Alipay Plus is not an app. We are offering a cross-border digital payment and a marketing solution to the uh, other mobile wallet. So the idea, what we're trying to do is we do realize that uh, uh, to, uh, we, we have been very successful with the Alipay to help the Chinese travelers to travel globally. So now uh, with uh, the mobile payment uh, become very popular in a lot of Southeast Asian countries, probably gradually popular in other parts of the world uh, that uh, uh, people do want to travel with their own preferred home wallet. So we are trying to facilitate that on the base of what Alipay has been successfully on. So that's why we call it Alipay Plus. However, Alipay Plus by itself is not an app, but rather than a solution. So what we can do is uh, from the wallet perspective, if you have a mobile wallet, you can through the Alipay Plus now accepted over two and a half million merchants globally. And then from the merchant perspective, all they need to do is connect through Alipay Plus partner acquirers. From that, 
they with one implementations, one connections, they can accept all those wallets as a participating on the Alipay Plus. In the future, we will add more wallets uh, for this, and there's no upgrade, there's no uh, system integration if further needed. That's for the payment perspective. For the marketing, again, Alipay's success for the uh, to facilitate the Chinese traveler to travel globally, not just for payment, but very, very important is the pre-trip, during trip, and the post-trip, the whole marketing marketing uh, mechanic and the whole experiences. So we are offering the same, we call it Alipay Plus Global Rewards to the wallet. So to help their users behind their wallet that can experience the same experience like Chinese travelers. So pre-trip to make bookings for the hotels, flights, during the trip, get vouchers, coupon, discount, merchant information, and the post trip through the e-commerce, through membership, and further engage with the merchants. So this is uh, the Alipay Plus, what we are trying to facilitate for the global travelers. Yeah, that's fascinating. So it's it's a big concept shift. So we're moving uh, away from a mobile wallet to a, a, a an integrated global solution, essentially. So tell us a little bit more. Maybe we can look at some case studies about how this is actually working in practice. So how have you noticed that tourists have been using Alipay Plus um, during their travels? I think, uh, again, for the, a lot of travelers, they are actually using their own home wallet rather than use Alipay Plus. Because for us, as Alipay Plus is a uh, 2B services. So we are one hand to connect with all of the wallets. Uh, the other hand, we are connected with all of the merchants, both online and offline. So for a lot of users, uh, when they see Alipay Plus at offline, so they, they will uh, usually see their major wallet themselves, for instance. I give an example like Touch and Go users. So Touch and Go users, uh, they are on today, uh, go to their own wallet. They found uh, uh, A-plus rewards. So they will find uh, vouchers for the 7-Eleven for Singapore. So they can use uh, one ringgit to bought uh, a, a good vouchers from 7-Eleven. And uh, with this voucher, we'll keep kept uh, in their wallet. So when they travel to Singapore, they go to 7-Elevens uh, and they will see Alipay Plus with uh, uh, Touch and Go as uh, their participating wallet. And then they take their own wallet, Touch and Go, and they're purchasing any product they would like to. Uh, and the vouchers will be used instantly deducted in their uh, from their wallet uh, when they made the payment. So that's the process at the moment for a traveler for they can enjoy pre-trip to buy a voucher uh, or uh, obtain a voucher. And during the trip, they see the signages and they know which merchant they can use. Of course, hopefully uh, in the future, we work with more, more merchants. So merchants, when they travel anywhere, they can also just use one wallet. They don't even have to look at the signages there. Because today, if you look at the Chinese travelers, for instance, when they come to Singapore, most of the user, even they don't see Alipay, they will to ask the cashier saying, can I pay by Alipay? Uh, I've been personally witnessed this uh, many, many times. So this uh, is the typical experience from uh, Alipay 
uh, plus the mobile wallet participating users. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a really interesting era, and it's, it's it, you know, this is the real right time to be developing integrated solutions. I was at KLAA Airport here in Malaysia last week, and I looked at the duty free store, and I think it has something like seventeen different individual payment formats. I was talking to an OTA from India, and he said sometimes they have to deal with up to a hundred different payment formats. So, <laughs> what what AliPay Plus is trying to do here is to help the consumer, but how does it actually help the merchants? How, how do they actually benefit from them? We we understand now from what you were saying in terms of users can use their own mobile wallet that they're familiar with, but how does it work for the merchant side? I think for the merchant, the immediately benefit for them is through one connection. Uh, again, of course, uh, uh, backed by the acquirers. Uh, in Singapore, for instance, we work with Nets. Uh, so Nets bring their uh, merchants to the Alipay Plus uh, solutions. Therefore, for those merchants with these one connections, currently in Singapore, support six wallets uh, through the Alipay Plus, which including the Alipay China, uh, Taishango Wallet, Gcash from uh, Philippines, also the Hong Kong Wallet, uh, Alipay Hong Kong, Kakao Pay from the Korea, and True Money from Thailand. So currently six six wallet, but there's only one connection they need to do upgrade from the Nets as acquirer. And in the future, if we bring other wallets to Singapore, they no need to long uh, longer do any system upgrade. So first of all, just one connections they can easily doing the accept all those payment method. The second part is uh, we offer not only the payment, but the A plus uh, global rewards. So therefore, just like I gave you the example 7-Eleven, so they can sell their vouchers, display their information pre-trip uh, for those users, uh, if travelers to understand it's accepted, and there's even offers from the 7-Eleven to them. And the third part is we are offering also, we call it a, a, a plus D store. So this store stands for digital store. So we can create mini programs for a lot of merchants. For example, we are creating a mini program, not yet, but we are looking forward to have the Zhang Yao port to get ready for the these stores uh, onboarding with the Alipay Plus. Then the users can looking for the offerings, the shop listings, and even find the personal concierge. Uh, of course, the tax refund, all of those uh, services, uh, uh, what the airport can offering, and from the merchant side, again, then they can uh, use this uh, this store easily create online stores without hassle, and uh, even more, they can look at one dashboard. So in the past, they probably have to look at uh, just now you said uh, over one hundred payment method with the da dashboard. Now with Alipay Plus, they see one dashboard from different channels, different. Uh, payment methods uh, and find the, the travel trends can offer the right product to the right people and doing the right promotion at the right time. Wow, Dr. Cherry, it's been fascinating talking to you. I've learned a great deal as we've been talking. I've got one more question just before we go. And I said at the beginning that, you know, we really are entering a new era of travel across the board in so many different ways. Travel has changed and, and continues to change. And the payment space is certainly part of that. You know, it's such a hot topic around the world. And, and you mentioned just there, it's not just about consumers. It's not just about merchants. It's not just about acquirers. You know, you were talking there about duty free and, and getting your rebates and that kind of thing. There are so many different aspects 
um, to the travel payment sphere now. Where, where does this go in future? How do you see cross-border mobile payments shaping the way that the global travel industry will change? Well, this is a very large question. I will try my best to answer <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, first of all, I think uh, the mobile payment uh, is definitely become more popular. There are many reasons behind. I think COVID definitely accelerated the adoption of the mobile payments. The consumers become much more tech savvy during this COVID because we have to. When we've been locked down, we, we, we have to understand how to uh, ordering the food online, we have to find the right uh, e-commerce platform to uh, to make orderings, etc. So, so I think uh, more consumers during this COVID become mobile savvy, uh, become the e-commerce savvy. Therefore, the wallet will become much more popular. We see a lot of statistics that tells uh, uh, the trend of the mobile payment. Based on the mobile payment, uh, based on the success of Alipay to enable uh, the merchants to accept uh, uh, the tra Chinese travelers. So from that perspective, we see that uh, the mobile payment will further accelerate the engagement between the merchants and the travelers. In the past, I think a lot of offline merchants had difficulties to reach out to the travelers before their trip or during their trip and until the moment uh, the consumers, uh, the travelers entering their, their store. But right now, with the mobile payment, this become all possible, pre-trip, during trip, even the post-trip. So I do uh, encouraging all of the merchants uh, take actions to uh, engage with the mobile uh, payment partners, especially Alipay Plus, because again, we are connecting with the major mobile wallet altogether. So made it easier for the merchants to uh, work with the different mobile partners rather than you have to go one by one. With all of this, we believe that uh, this will further accelerate the traveler to use a mobile payment as one of the payment method. One of the things I really personally love mobile payment to while I'm traveling, uh, not only I don't have to carry the cash, uh, I don't know about you, in my safe, I have uh, 20, 30 different currencies, all the coins. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I often have to try to find uh, which is which. Uh, uh, I think uh, this will save a lot of trouble for me. The second part is uh, I really don't like uh, by end of the month, I look at my credit card bill that uh, some of the surprising charges. This is something <laughs> I really don't like it. So so with the transparent, all of the bills uh, and uh, immediately transparent, no surcharge of the, the uh, FX, uh, this will also give me a lot of comfort and ease. I think my personal experience will definitely reflect all the other travelers' experience. Once they taste it, I think it's hard for them to go back. <laughs> That's a great way to finish. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Cherry, thank you so much for your insights. There's been some great statistics, some really, really interesting insights, and also some very, very thought-provoking comments there about the way that traveler behaviors are changing and, and how mobile formats are changing as well. So thanks very, very much. I think our listeners around the world will learn a great deal from today from, from listening to you talk. Thank you, Gary. Absolutely pleasure. And uh, hopefully that we can all travel with our mobile at ease. 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. So thanks very much to Dr. Cherry. That brings to a close this edition of the show. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and don't forget to send us your thoughts and your comments on anything I discussed with Dr. Cherry or anything that we missed out. Drop us a message on our LinkedIn page at the Southeast Asia Travel Show. And of course, you can catch up with the Southeast Asia Travel Show's full back catalogue on our website, the seasiatravelshow.com. So that's a wrap for today. Hannah will be back next week to discuss more travel and tourism talking points from across Southeast Asia. See you next time.